Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own research analysis before making any investment based on your personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our website or podcast and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Let me ask you something, man. Don't stop. I'm not finished yet. Do you ever ask yourself? Don't stop. I'm not when finished When are they ever going to stop? Do you ever ask yourself? When those bad boys are going to stop making all that money? What's up, my future one percenters? This is Marathon Money, brought to you by MarathonMoneyPlus.com. I'm Cam Jones, Prince of the Stock Market, a.k.a. your favorite billionaire's favorite thousandaire. A.K.A. Mr. Zillow. A.K.A. Mr. Teladoc. I'm here with my boy Kenny Coins. A.K.A. Mr. Crypto. What's good? What's good? Man, I feel like the week was a little slow. Probably the first slow, compared to the weeks before, it's probably the first slow week. Uh-huh. You talk about the slow week in the stock market? Yeah. It was all, you know what I mean? I think all generous it was not like popping like it was in the first few weeks of the year yeah i mean we were due i this wasn't like i think it was like thursday when the market had dropped a little bit and um this really wasn't what i was expecting i I was maybe expecting a little more of a drop maybe friday drop again but um you know things were things were set to either pause or go down a little bit because i'm just looking at the um nasdaq and i mean that's a nice nice little chart from last year around this time um obviously we always talk about the corona march area and from like last year around march you know from to now you know it's a steady little climb up no real like super duper bad dips you know it was one here maybe i'm seeing at um on september 3rd little bit um Another one here. Uh, what day is this? After um, October twelfth, then we had a little bit of a maybe about a two week downslide there. But then, but the, it really wasn't anything big. Overall, it's been following the twenty day moving average, which is what I like to see. And right now on the Nasdaq, you know that little drop that we had on Thursday, it makes basically made the um, NASDAQ touched that 20 day and then it bounced right back up. So to me, I feel like, and what I was doing Thursday was buying stuff. Um, even though I, I did sell one thing, but I was buying, um, a lot of stuff that I wanted to have because I think that this is going to continue to rise just steadily. Obviously we're going to have little bumps in a row here and there, but Steadily, I think it's going to continue to rise. And Thursday should have been a buying opportunity. What do you think? Yeah, I think Thursday. I think Thursday was a buying opportunity. I did pick up a few stuff, but besides that, you know, what I mean, it wasn't the big dip I was hoping for. I thought we was going to at least touch maybe high twenty nine thousand, but it didn't happen. I, I think the market's just finding uh, support. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
I think this might be the level. Definitely, if we keep trending sideways like this, because we're only really moving between thirty thousand and like high thirty-one thousands. So we ain't really moving crazy up like we we did the past couple of years. You're right, and now I'm looking at the dial now, and uh, it's um, and you're right, sideways action here, and if I'm, oh, let me go back and look at the Nasdaq. All of these are light. See, the NASDAQ, if you look at the stochastic and the RSI, the stochastic and RSI has already moved away from, it was at um, overbought territory, and it's already moved away from that, so it, it seems like it has some more steam on the NASDAQ. If you go to the Dow, those are still up there. The stochastic is still way up there um, in overbought territory, like it, it's ready to come down a little bit. And uh, the RSI is not, but it's not, it's it's not like the same, it's not at the same level as the NASDAQ. So, the, excuse me, the charts look similar, but the indicators don't, which I don't really know what to make of that. Like if I were just looking at the Dow, I would, I would tell somebody like, yo, this is ready to drop a little bit. But then you go back to the NASDAQ and let me check out the S&P. S&P's two. S&P and the NASDAQ kind of looking the same. You go back to those two and it looked like it's ready to continue rolling back on the same path, going up a little bit. So I'm curious to see what happens with the Dow compared to the rest because I feel like the Dow's ready to get down there back to Man, like you said, twenty nine around the twenty nine thousand area, the high twenty nine thousands, twenty nine thousand eight hundred, something like that. That's what it's looking like to me. That's why. That's why I see it too. But I want to do. I want to ask you a quick question. What's up? I know we talked. I know we talked about this at Clubhouse. CCIV Churchill Capital. Right. Right. So. I sold out of my Churchill Capital. We've been in it since like what, thirteen bucks. Sold out of at fifty four dollars. Um, I think the fact that the merger hasn't happened yet, it's been a lot of time that has passed, and the merger has happened. The stock keeps rising. When the merger do happen, either the stock is going to drop humongous. And it's going to be a bad day because a lot of these electric cars are not really, none of them really have products besides prototype. And then Tesla's so far ahead, by the time they do catch up, what model would Tesla be on? What market, how much of the, the space Tesla would have? Six, seven, eight, 10%, 12%, 15% on the market share? Wow. Right now, Tesla, Tesla got more than that right now. Yeah, Tesla got more than that right now. I'm just saying by the time they do catch up, what would the, like, the real question is, what would the gap be? Forget how much market share, how much is the gap between what companies like Palatier, Churchill Capital, Lucent Motor, um, all those companies, what, what, what is going to be the gap? Is it going to be 20, 30% gap, 15% gap? They have to close. Right. So I I remember on like a podcast maybe about two months ago, we were talking about um 
electric cars and the market share, like, you know, worldwide, I think it's like three to five percent uh, market share. And we were like, yo, if Tesla can get, you know, if Tesla could get 50 percent of that market share, right, then this is, you know, ten thousand dollar stock as far as Tesla. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like 50 percent market share is really high. It is. Uh, so. it, is. <laughs> it is high, but the thing about it, Tesla's the only one really producing cars right now, and then producing it at a rate where like Toyota, Chevy, Ford. So by the time those electric car companies catch up, how far would Tesla be in the game? I'm just comparing them to Tesla, like other electric car companies, starting from where Tesla started. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. well, technically not. Tesla did it first, but starting kind of at the same point, building the cars, getting prototypes, getting investors. Tesla's selling cars. Every year that goes by, the more cars Tesla sells and the more market share Tesla gets. Right, right. And, and Lucid right now, they don't have, like they have a prototype. They don't have a car for sale. Yeah. So Me, they have, if you don't zero, have zero market share. Zero. <laughs> the whole thing, oh, they got a car. No, no. If I can't buy the car, they don't have a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got like that's not a car. A car, a car is uh, a product is something you can sell. You just got a prototype, a a figment of imagination that you put on wood. That's all you did. Mercedes has that. Everybody has a prototype. Yeah, they have like those little futuristic prototypes and stuff. Yeah, everybody has that. As long as it's if it's not for sale, it doesn't mean anything to the balance sheet. Yeah. So you know? I I agree, I think i agree with you and i was you know i agree with you on clubhouse also you were saying that um when the financials hit from this company you know it's gonna it's gonna look ugly and the stock is probably gonna go down which i agree with you but i i think that there's another part of it that when they announced that you know their target date they're not gonna meet their target date for their car rollout that's really what's gonna take this out. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But how many times? How many times Tesla went through that? A lot. They always lot. delay. It's there's it's, always it delay. always happens. You are, you understand? This is new technology. This is completely new. Tesla had a problem with self driving. Tesla had a problem with batteries in the early stages. Tesla had a problem with how far a car can go. Tesla had charging problems. All this stuff came out. You know what I mean? Yeah, they worked through them, but. Other companies got to go through those same steps too. Exactly. Maybe they'll get there quicker, but they still got to go through them. I don't even know if they have a target date. I haven't been keeping up that much with Lucid. I just see the when I'm watching CNBC, I see the Lucid commercial all the time. It just says coming soon. You know, coming soon could be any time. You know what I'm saying? Um, the commercial looks slick. The car looks pretty slick, but you know, I think that they they may be trying to use the stock which is i'm not opposed to this they're probably trying to use the stock to fund the startup of the of the of making the car which is actually what you're supposed to do but yeah. i think people have a false sense of okay right when the right when the merger happens the car is going to drop very soon after which is probably not going to be the case you probably won't see a lucid car until 2023 that's that's very optimistic. <laughs> I bet you they uh, on an earnings call, 
they're probably going to say this. They're probably going to say, someone's going to ask them about the rollout of the car. They're going to say, yeah, and they're probably going to say, oh, you know, slight delay. You know, we're looking at late 2022. Late 2022 is, is, Cold for 2023. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, here's, here's the question that's going to get asked when the car coming out. And if you say something 2022, 2023, the, the next question, oh, how much is it going to be? What's the profit margin? What's this? What's that? Exactly. You might as well say it's just going to come out 2025. Because <laughs> then you can avoid all those questions. Yeah, but then the stock going to go to $7. <laughs> Well, it's gonna, bro. It's gonna be worse for them when, when later on they find out the stock, the car ain't coming out in twenty twenty three. You know what I mean? I don't think the stock is gonna tank that low. I think it's gonna, what I think is gonna happen, but it's not a fifty four dollar stock. It's not even a thirty dollar stock. It's a twenty dollar stock. Yeah, are you looking at right now the market cap for Churchill? Um, I don't know how much they're going to own of lucid these facts they sometimes they don't own 100 percent of the company no. but right now they 13.7 billion dollar market cap um for a car that is probably nowhere near having a, a company nowhere near having a product to sell um so if you go back and you think about tesla you know, when they debuted on the stock market, I think it was 2011. Um, they already had um, the Roadster and they already was very, if they didn't already have the Model S, the first one, they were, the Model S came out like months after the stock IPO. So they already had something where Lucid is, they don't really have anything. Now, as far as like just stock terms, looking at the chart, things like that. <clears throat> I'm looking at Churchill's chart right now, and it is obviously it, it's really high, and I feel like it's not a buy right here. Um, I think it's somewhere closer to the lower 40s is where you know for anywhere from forty dollars to forty two dollars probably is probably the place that you want to buy again, where buyers will probably come back in. Um, and then if I want to take a look even even lower than that, the real support would be 30 bucks. But I can't really see it getting to 30 without some bad news, right? It, it has to have some bad news to get to 30. It's not going to get yeah. to 30 just because of, of technicals and, and, you know, things are leveling out. No, the lowest it will probably get because of technicals and leveling out is going to be 40. Now, if they come out with with some bad earnings, yeah, that's when you're going to see 30s, possibly high 20s. I'm going to let you know after that. <clears throat> Here's my last thing I'm going to say on Lucid Motor. I'm going to move on from Churchill Capital. When you're at that high price, a lot of things got to go right, and you got a lot of high expectations. When you have a lot of high expectations, and you don't even meet, Two thirds of that. Yeah, the, you don't even meet the low expectations. Expectation. <laughs> That's when you're gonna have serious problems, and the problem is it's not gonna be the people that bought it at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 20, 25, 30. It's gonna be the people that bought it at 54, 55, 60, 51, 47. 
those are the people that's going to be half of the portfolio, whatever position they have in there is going to be gone. Because realistically, yes, it has to have some bad news to get down to 30. But when you got no cars, you don't make no money, and merger deals taking too long, expectation keeps getting higher. Anticipation keeps getting higher. And that's what's going to happen. So it's pretty much once the merger happens, well, let's see the first quarter reports. And that's all going to be red. I see. I think that, and I agree with you, but I think that one thing that I kind of disagree with you on that statement is you don't make any money. I don't think, and it's going to sound weird. I don't think making money matters that much anymore in the stock market. I think it's all about like future projected growth. And can you deliver on a pro product? Right. I don't really, see, I really think people care about, if they make money yet, if you somewhere, no, no, no. if, if you if you're a traditional company, Microsoft, Apple, you gotta make money. I mean, you've been yeah. in the game too long. Yeah, hit. Um, I think I'm wording it wrong. What I mean by making money is that is your debt and where you're going decreasing. So, like, okay, we're six months away from my actual product and distribution then you can start seeing okay now there is a future projection of okay we're planning on selling 500 cars in the first year then that's a future projection of making money and that's kind of how i see it. Mm -hmm. the longer it takes you to get to a product the longer it takes you to the balance sheet will keep constantly keep saying zero because i don't care if you say you're, in 2025, we're going to come out with, with our first product and have 500 sales. We're in 2021. And so that means you got zero for the next four years and we're not even any closer. That's kind of what I'm saying about, like, are you any closer to making a dollar? How far are you away from making a dollar? Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know what I mean? That's really what it is. When we do future projections, how far are you away from making a dollar? That's really, at the end of the day, it comes down to, are you three years away? Are you four years away? Are you right. five years away? You know what I mean? Because a lot of this is forward projection. So the further you away, you know what I mean? It's hard to justify the price of the stock. Mm -hmm. The closer you are, the better it be because now people's trying to get in early because if you do sell all 500 cars at 60K a car, that's a lot of profit. And next year, you'll triple that. That's how I see it. But Yo, Boeing. Your boys. You, you saw that flight? Huh? Your boys, Boeing. Yeah, you saw that flight? Their engine blew up on one of their planes. I didn't know. Well, obviously, Boeing has, like, all the market share of planes, but I, I knew it was a United plane, See, or United airline yeah. plane, but I didn't know it was Boeing. I, I, it seems like, because that's what the news is saying. Uh-huh. Who, but that it, thing right United there. United Airlines Boeing 77 lands on safety endeavor after engine failure blew up. Yeah, I, I, I was watching that this morning, actually. Yo, like, if, think about it. Boeing didn't own almost the entire airplane engineering industry. Because <laughs> this crap happens a lot. Yeah, they need a new player in the, in the aerospace, in the, uh, airplane space man because they could they yo, could take some market share from boeing because they yo, everything bad is happening to them right now 
yo, like the last seven years, it's like, yo, I, bro, no lie, Vaughn has made me some money, but come on, dude, like. <laughs> Got planes exploding in the air? It happens, I feel like it happens like three or four times a year. We go through this with Boeing three or four times a year. And you know what it is too, bro? A lot of it has to do because there's so many checks when you when the plane takes off. You would think that that would help it. It doesn't, man. You know, you got a list of planes rushing to take off. Because my cousin used to work at an airport. Mm-hmm. Check, 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 check. You know what I mean? And then if somebody messes up, somebody jacks up. You know what I mean? You can't really blame Boeing, but at the end of the day, bro, whole plane engine blowing up, bro. A little ugly on you. Yeah, but also to Boeing's um, defense, we don't know how old that plane was. You know, if a plane, if they flying planes, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm making this up right now. But if they flying flying planes 25 years old, you know, you probably, it's probably not on Boeing. You know, these things aren't supposed to last forever. You know, and I don't know anything about how how long your the the life cycle of a plane. But I would think like you know. Three, four years of of a plane, three, four years old, you probably want to look at, you know, getting another one. That's the thing, you that's true, man. You don't really that's a lot of there's a lot of factor into it too. But man, they, you hundred percent right. There's need another play in that thing, bro. There, there's really not. There's not really another Yeah, I don't know anyone else who makes planes. I'm pretty sure that they have competition. I guess I could just look it up real quick, but yeah. you know I'm sure they do. Whatever the competition is, they don't have a lot of market share. It's like what we were talking about with Tesla right now. You know, there's other electric cars, but Tesla's, you're going to see Tesla everywhere. If it's an electric car, it's going to be Tesla. If it's a plane, it's going to be, you can just automatically assume it's Boeing. It's true. I'm, I'm looking this up right now, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know there's other people in the aerospace industry, but I don't think they specifically make planes. Somebody, somebody in the audience is going to know. Oh, but. Airbus. I, I, we've talked about Airbus before, but irrelevant. Hey, it looks like those are the only two. I mean, I'm not going to go through this whole thing right here, but Airbus. Let me see. I think they have stock. Yeah, over the over the counter. Over the counter, oh, you know I hate on the over the counter, man. There is an Airbus group, but I don't know if that is. I don't know. I see. I see a couple. Oh, different, it is. It is. It is. I see a couple different Airbuses here no. on the over the counter. I, I'm looking at E A D S Y. E A D S Y. That's what you're looking at. Yes, it is. Um, Airbus Formula Airbus Group is a company based in Netherlands that is actually in aerospace and defense. The company operates through three segments, Airbus, Airbus Helicopters, Airbus Defense and Space. Those them. So basically, yeah, the- so basically, okay, this is kind of disturbing to me. So basically, Boeing has no competition. None. And they're only at, and I know they got hit uh, last year or whatever, but right now they're only at $126 billion market cap. They've been the only player in airplanes for years and you ain't 500 billion market yep. cap, close to a trillion let me tell you something i don't know you ever seen the movie war dogs no I don't, I don't really watch movies okay there's a movie called war dog where these two guys basically 
they start basically it's gun running, but legally for America. Mm-hmm. You can go on the, the federal government website and literally become an aerospace or an arms dealer, or and you can anybody can do it. You actually can do it, but you're just a middleman. Mm-hmm. And then you can get military contracts. A lot of people, that's what they do. They get these military contracts. And you, you can go on you can go on a website right now on the vendors list and look for them and sit there and look for the a contract. And if you can fill the contract, a lot of these, if you look at their description, you know, most of their money comes from manufacturing marketing, sales of civil and military helicopters. You know, the Airbus Defense and Space Segment produce military combat aircraft and training combat. It's all, most of them are military contracts. For Airbus. Yeah, they make most of their money because you, it's easy. To tell you the truth, it's, it's really pretty easy to um, get those military contracts if you have all the licenses and stuff. It's really pretty easy. And uh, that's why a lot of the aerospace industry, and it's very easy to get into the aerospace industry as a middle person. You just got to find a company who makes them and then just be the salesperson. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is sit on a computer and wait for a contract to come through and bid on it. And you're talking about tens of thousands of contracts per day that comes through. And then after the Bush administration, the Bush administration made it easy for people that who are small, the small guys, to get a piece of the pie. So at least 30 to 40 percent must go to small companies, even if it's like a two man company. We should just start up Marathon Money Aerospace. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of these companies, that's why Boeing is so big because a lot of people don't realize, um, you know what I mean? That you don't, in that kind of industry, you don't really want to be that big. You know what I mean? Because you're going to make, you're going to make millions of dollars just off of crumbs. And that's why if you a company like Boeing who has a million people, I guarantee you at least 30,000 of those people just sit on the military website or the government website and just pick up government contracts and bid as much as they can. Right. You but, know? But, but, as, but as far as just like airplanes, which I feel like that's what Boeing is known for. They're just yeah. not... I'm, I mean, is Boeing a buy? No. No? I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I buy last year. No, you don't Boeing think Boeing a, is a buy. No, not now. Uh huh. Now, if you look at the chart, there is a bull flag there. But Boeing was a buy last year, April, when it was at like eighty dollars. Yeah. When I was telling everybody, get it. Yeah, that's when Boeing was a buy. But now there's a bull flag there, but. But you're all right. There's nobody, there's no competitions. There's no, if nothing. this was I any think... other company, right? Let's say this was Amazon, right? And oh. we like, yo, there, there's no competition out there for Amazon. Would you say it was a buy? Amazon, Amazon is always a buy. No, I'm just, no, I'm saying, I'm saying if this was um, um, the same, let's just, we're not looking at it as Amazon right now. Okay. We're saying Amazon, like, Man, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm giving the wrong description. I probably shouldn't have used Amazon, but if it's any other stock and we like, yo, they they have no competition, right? Teladoc. Let's say it was yeah. Teladoc. It was like, yo, they ain't got no competition, and the stock is at 
uh, you know, $290. Is it a buy still? Yeah. Yeah. So why isn't Boeing a buy? Because they have no competition. Okay. Let's go over what you said in the beginning. Boeing has no competition. It's only a $126 billion market cap. They've been in the game for forever. For a decade. Yeah. Forever. Um, and how, why are they not almost a trillion dollar company? Because every year they jack up. <laughs> That's why. Every year they jack up. So there's something going wrong with their planes. And it might be due to the fact they're the only person in the space. And that's the consequence of being your, the only person in that space. Maybe that's the consequences of it. But at the same time, it just tells you they're not really looking to get better. They're just looking to maintain. I feel you. I feel you now. You know what I mean? Amazon is looking to get better. Amazon is looking to conquer every square inch of that space. That's the difference. Amazon just keeps getting better. Now, how they're going about it, Amazon, but Boeing is just content where it's at. Yeah. You know I mean, you've been in the game for this long and you know, you have every airline. Yeah, they should be. They should Sad. be. Maybe not a trillion dollar company, but they should be. They should definitely be 500 billion. Billion, 500 billion. I'll, I'll give them maybe not a train, but they should be. How much travel we do? Yeah, I mean, in the- if you if you cut out this last year, you know, this should have been before they dropped. This should have been five hundred, five hundred billion. Yeah. Yo, and their revenue is not that great either, man. The revenue is only like forty billion. What in the world are they doing? You know what I mean? The negative change, you know, just the financial data is, they don't, they're not doing it. Like, they're not, like, making great, great strides. You know, they've been the same for the last few years. Somebody can easily come in with just a little bit of ambition, similar to how Elon Musk did with Tesla. Somebody can easily come in and not take over, but they can gain a significant market market share just off of ambition. Yeah. You know, because Boeing has no ambition. Um and on Marathon Money Plus, which is coming up next, um, there's a stock a uh, air stock that I wanted to I wanna bring up that um I think can give Boeing some a run for their money, man with some new technology um but we're gonna talk about that on marathon money plus yo i want if you guys if you guys don't believe me take a look at boeing balance sheet and the total asset and their total liability from 2016 all the way to 2020 their liability has slowly creeped up past their total assets this is a company that should be making money their liability is literally as 2020 has grown past their total assets so just take a look at that, and that's the reason why Boeing is not a, a half uh, half a trillion dollar company, five hundred billion. That that's pretty because they're just content, and then when you get content, what happens is stuff start piling up. Yep, yep. 
So I don't know, man. I think Boeing should be a great company, but it's just not moving. Right. So, man. Um... And people would look at the stock and be like, oh, he crazy. I was like, yo, this company should be at least minimum 800 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, or, or, you know, if they do it, this is a company that's ripe for some splits. You know what I'm saying? They, oh, yeah. The market cap really should be about 500 billion. You know, no matter what the stock price is, the market cap should be about 500 billion. But, you know, like Kenny said, they every year they screw up. They screw up. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, yo, go back. It's almost like something. And it's like big, too. It's not like small screw ups. It's, it's like huge screw ups. It's like having JaVale McGee on your team, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's gonna, he gonna do some, he's gonna have a couple good games, but he, you know, he's gonna screw up at some at some point during the year. He, it's, just, it's just gonna happen. Um, you know what I mean? It's like big screw ups. And it's like, damn. <laughs> it's like, yo, every year? It's like, how do you guys still have investors? <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it is, man. But yo, we um we gonna wrap it up right there, man. You can find me anywhere, Instagram, um, Twitter, Snapchat, even Clubhouse. Now, me and Kenny, we've been on Clubhouse the past couple weeks, but I kind of like doing the Clubhouse. I don't know if I can do it every week, though. No, but, I definitely can't do it every week. Yeah, I do. I do like doing Clubhouse though, but um. At Camboni11, C A M B O N I 11, and um, you know, subscribe to Marathon Money Plus. Uh, we are uh, gonna be having a stock tournament for March Madness. Uh, more details are gonna come out about that, but uh, it's gonna be on Trader Champ, um, the stock tournament that we're gonna have. I'll probably give you a little bit more details next week, <coughs> but just simple rule. If you if you signed up, the only way you can win the cash prize, you have to be signed up for Marathon Money Plus. Right, right. So that's the rule. Sign up Marathon Money Plus and be a part of the March Madden Trading Camp. March Madness Trader Champ. March Madden Trading Camp. Cash prize. Yeah, so so yeah, you have to be a Marathon Money Plus subscriber and if you can still enter the tournament, but if you, you know, you're not gonna win anything. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> we probably just say, right, "Hey, man, bro. you did you did pretty good, man." And then the next person in line that is a Marathon Money Plus subscriber, they're gonna, they're, that's gonna be the winner. So, <laughs> yeah, from the start of the, you need to be subscribed from the start of the tournament all the way into the end. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, where, where can they find you, Kenny? Yo, KennyCon23 on Instagram, Kenny, Kendrick Collin, two ends in the middle on Twitter. Um, you can hit us up on Clubhouse, but who knows? It got to be when we're on there. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, yo, shout out to up. everybody that 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 hit us up on, on Clubhouse, man. Our our girl Chance, uh, Detone, Felicia, my boy Lou Digi, Karan. Uh, my boy Jay Murray, DJ Step One, man. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm missing some people, man. They're gonna be mad at me. I shouldn't have said people's names. <laughs> there's quite a but also, yeah, there's people, I guess there's people like listening, but they don't want to be a part of the chat. So Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to uh, everybody who who hit us who's um listened in on the clubhouse. And our clubhouse, man, like you join some clubhouses, they don't let other people talk, man. We 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 always let other people talk. I don't even want to talk. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right, peace. All right, y'all, peace.